Recovery Radio, KMP3, Thousand Oaks. sober. Talk about it all the time. Put that in the foreground in my mind. Without that, I have nothing. I can't believe how often that's not in the foreground of someone's mind. It trips me out. People in Alcoholics Anonymous. Sober alcoholics. It's not in the foreground of their mind. I am real clear. Without that, I have nothing. Nothing. I'm not sober because of my own power. So I want to live in a way that pays back that gift that I'm receiving right now. That's how I feel about it. I don't know how you feel about it. So today... I'm just going to jump right into it. We're going to talk more about what we talked about last time, which is judgment and discernment. And we're going to talk about it because that show really got a strong response in a very good way. I'm going to read you something from Molly regarding the show on Judgment versus discernment. You described a component of recovery culture that I really wrestle with. Like, it's not okay to address abuse. It's not okay to confront bad behavior. The only available tools are kindness and gentleness, etc. It's insanity. But sometimes I hear things in meetings and I feel very beaten down because it seems like it's not okay to expect anything at all. An attempt to address something is going to result in these responses. Point your finger and there's three point... Point your finger and there are three pointing back at you. I even left the program after a few years because I saw so much of this and found it so troubling. 
Finally, I have a new voice in my head that's like, these people are being idiots right now. So glad it's there. So this episode was direct and strongly worded and very refreshing and affirming. And I asked her if I could read that, and she said, absolutely. And I got a similar response from others who heard the show, took the time to tell me about it. And uh, it is something that's just not, you know, it's so funny because after the show, I'm talking to somebody on an unrelated issue, a fellow member of Alcoholics Anonymous, and we're talking about totally different topic and this topic comes up talking about the misuse of the phrase love and tolerance like you're just supposed to tolerate everything I mean this is a this is a complex and personal thing that we could talk about a lot but there's some definite I think huge misunderstandings about that and I said it in the show the other day this this subject this this causes more harm to people that I've known than almost anything is this belief that they're obligated to deal with bullshit and then after that after I was talking to the other person I'm getting these responses and I do the show on it I'm talking to this other person then I'm talking to somebody else today who feels trapped in Alcoholics Anonymous because of this actually two different people they feel they're talking about how they're just dealing with evil, and they're just trying to be helpful to people who are evil. And, you know, the gift of removal sometimes is helpful. I mean, nobody can answer that for you except you and your higher power, but to define the term helpful, you know, what is helpful, that's a big deal. I used to think that helpful meant doing what they ask. It's crazy. Because a lot of people will ask you to do things that are totally fucked up. So it's got to be between you and God. Talking to somebody today about, you know, saying to every single person you make amends to, you know, what can I do to write this? You know, very specifically asking everyone that. And the problem with doing that, I think, is that a lot of people are not qualified to answer that question. There's lots of sick people. There's narcissists, people with personality disorders. There's lots of people who are going to abuse you. I've seen it. And How anyone else works their program or does any of this is none of my business. I 
But I know, like I said in the other show, a main reason I'm happy is because this stuff we're talking about now is largely solved. I have three, I'm going to share this, inspired by the conversations I've had about the last show. I'm going to, I'm going to share something more personal, on a more personal level about this. And I've been reluctant to share any any of this, mostly because it's I'm in you know it's just you know I went to school for counseling, but I'm not a doctor, I'm not a therapist, I'm not qualified to you know I'm just this is just one man's opinion. None of this is in the big book, and none of this is so. I always have a hard time sharing anything that is not. something I can pinpoint that's in there, but to me, all of the, my understanding of everything in the book gels with what I'm about to say. You may disagree, and that's fine, but everything I'm about to tell you gels with my understanding of the plot of recovery and the application of the 12 steps in someone's daily life. I have three different categories that people are in. Not four, not two, not one, not five, three. I've shared on here that I've just had to dumb everything down and make life simpler and simpler over time. My mental desktop has like one file. You open it up, there's three in that one. You open it up, then you can go from there, but it's like really clean. <laughs> it's clean. It's simple. It's had to become that so that I could stay present and out of my head and helpful, possibly, for other people while honoring my authentic self. Category one, people I trust with my life. I can count them on one hand. I have 600 contacts in my phone. 600. People I trust with my life, I can count them on one hand and have fingers left. That's category one. I call that my home. Very, very small, earned spot. And then I have what I call the yard. A lot more people in the yard. And they're, they're made up of people who either I'm convinced want help and are trying to for lack of a better way to put it 
be good in the world. Everybody knows what that means. It's not complex. Or it's people I trust more than not. Or a combo of both. But they're in the yard. There's lots of people in the yard. There's some people that I'm comfortable having on the porch. And there's some people I'd rather they stay next to the gate that circles the yard. But there's the yard. And then... And there's amazing people in the yard. Most of the people I interact with on a daily basis are in the yard. The yard's nothing to sneeze at. Then, the final place is the sidewalk. But I call that the polite file. I'm polite. Those are people that have the exact same relationship that I have with, like, a waiter. Very polite, but I'm not sitting down with them to share anything about my life. I'm not inviting them over. You don't say to your waiter, can I get some more coffee? And can I get your number? Because do you want to uh, just hang out tonight? Because I got this thing going on where blah, blah, blah. Do, do you want to go away this weekend and just fucking get into it, dude, and just really talk about shit? No. You're just polite. Thank you. Here's the check. Blah, blah, blah. Thank you. We'll have more coffee. Blah, blah, blah. That's the biggest section. If you don't know me, it might look like I have a lot of friends. But my definition of a friend that I've learned that I've adopted for myself can be very different than yours. My definition of a friend is somebody who really, genuinely shows through their behavior they have my best interest in the foreground of their mind. Best interest of my heart and soul. They show through, through their actions that they care about that, that matters to them. That's a friend to me. I don't have tons of them. I don't have a lot of them. I don't have hardly any. But you only need one. You're good. If you have one of those people, you've got it made. I have much more than that. But just compared to the people I know, I don't have a ton of friends. But if you didn't know me, you would look at me and you'd say, maybe there's a lot of friends there. But it's just that I believe every single human being deserves my decency and friendliness and kindness. But having those areas divided clearly has made it so my life is very, very peaceful. There's nobody who automatically gets into any of these categories. Everybody's in these categories that it's based on their behavior. And nothing else. Nothing else. And I don't have to tell anybody where they are or why. 
between me and God. But it's clear to me, and it's just, it's made such a big difference. And I think in, in Alcoholics Anonymous, there is a thing where it's like, just love and tolerance, everyone, you know, just everybody. I've been in the, you know, I've, I've been around treatment for many years, was around treatment. Still am a little bit, but was a lot. And just the, I just I hear heartbreaking things on such a regular basis about how, you know, people are abused and their sponsor says, well, you know, it's just twisted around. Like you, like you should, like there's something wrong with you for not wanting to be around everyone. Like if you were spiritually fit, everyone would be okay with you all the time. Everything everybody did, you'd be fine with it. If you're spiritually fit, Anybody could do anything and you'd be just, you know, levitating. Bullshit. Just my opinion, but I think that's total bullshit. I think that really fucks people up and harms people and makes them feel trapped and confused and belittled and scared. And So defining what is actually helpful when is it helpful to call someone out? In what way? How? Should you? Should you not? Should you walk away? Should you avoid them? I mean, the implication that if you avoid certain people, it's because you have a resentment or you're not spiritually fit is crazy. There's people that you should avoid. I learned all this because I learned it all the hard way. All of it the hard way. Everything I'm saying, I learned the hard way. I used to be able to, I used to make the argument at the other end of what I'm saying now. Years ago. I don't feel that way anymore. I just don't. You know, we could go on and on and on here. I mean, I don't know. Maybe you disagree with all this. That's okay. Maybe you needed to hear this. Evidently from the show, last time, some people really needed to hear this. So I just thought today I would elaborate on it a little bit. My own personal experience with this. There's people I don't like. There's people I'm convinced have no interest in... being good for a variety of reasons. Some their own fault, some not. 
there's people who are do not have my best interest anywhere in their mind. And like I said in the last show, I spent years with people like that. Years just thinking that I just had to just, you know, treat everyone with the same Access to my heart is the best way to put it. And I do not feel that way. As a matter of fact, I think it's really irresponsible now were I to do that. But can people change? Fuck yeah. You could have looked at me 10 seconds before I got sober and said, Keep him, keep him in the polite file permanently. You'll never change. You'll never... People can change. Absolutely. So it's just being open, which is just as important. Open. Open. There are people I don't like. If they needed something, my heart, open. Wide open. Right away. People in my family. Some of them fit in that category. If they're reaching out, Sincerely? Well, that's for me and God to make that choice, but my heart's not closed. It's the opposite of closed. As a matter of fact, this all has happened as a result of my heart being open. Not as a result of my heart being closed. Despite how I feel individually about all kinds of people. I go into the world every day with the best level of openness that I am capable of of that day. And I think about it. And I want that. I want to give everyone a fresh start every day. If that makes sense. I hope it does. I hope it does. So, hopefully, that helps someone. Yeah, the house, the yard, the polite file. It's not in the big book. That's okay. Maybe you disagree. That's okay, too. Just put you right in the polite file if you disagree. Just kidding. Anyways, I don't know what you have going on this weekend, but I have a really exciting weekend going. I've been running still. Did not run today. Friday's the day I don't run. But tomorrow I'm going to run like a lightning bolt. I have gotten so much better. When I started doing this, I could... Pretty pathetic looking. But... Now I look like that bolt guy when I run. So fast now. So fast. My nickname around the park is Blur because people don't even see me anymore. So I'm so fast when I go out there. Kind of intimidating to everyone now. A lot of times I won't wear a shirt either. I'm just kidding about all that. That's all bullshit. But I have improved a lot. So, anyways. I'm going to go...
be good to the weekend. On that note, I am going to go try to live a life that was worth saving. I hope you'll do the same. <laughs>